Well, we're going to spend a little time uh, talking about the realm of healing. I really wanted to do finish my message on another subject, but I want to stay. Kids, you're dismissed. Those that need to be dismissed. I want to stay along the line of healing because that's what we're coming out and learning. We're being coached to receive healing and minister healing. Our gospel is a healing gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing. That's right. He went around teaching, preaching, and healing the sick. So a lot of times when you have a friend that's not doing well, you know, or, or some, something very tragic happens, uh, a lot of times people culturally will say to you, well, we're praying for you. You know, that's a cultural thing, like well, our prayers are with you. But really, the prayer that really works is the prayer that opens heaven and brings things to change here on the earth. And so when we talk about prayer at Heart of the Bay Christian Center, we're, we're, we're striving and endeavoring to pray effective prayers to get answers to our prayer. You know, so that when people are when people are ill, they become healed. And, you know, there are numerous testimonies right here from our own com- congregation of people that were in really terrible uh, physical conditions, really, really very, very, very difficult. And God just raised them right up. I mean, when the doctor said there's no hope, Jesus walked in and the prayer of faith just he's faithful to his word. And we just want to give him praise right now for that. Tonight's message may not be very kosher, and I might have to change the title later, but this kind of struck me, the Holy Ghost hit me with this, but it's called Back to the Future. (laughs) (laughs) Healing and the past tenses of God's Word. Well, let me just run through uh, several scriptures, and tonight, I, I, I am a fan of science fiction, so if you're not, I hope the laser beams and the spaceships don't really throw you out of pocket, like, is there a pastor really talking about science fiction in church? But, but tonight, we're going to talk about a few things that may seem a little bit science fiction, but they're really not. Let's put up Galatians 3.13. You should be able to quote that one right off the bat without having to say something. Well, I want you to pay particular attention to the references to time tonight. Is that right? That's what I want you to look. Particular references to time. When something happened, is it in the past? Is it in the present? Is it in the future? Where do, where do we perceive it as having happened? Christ has, say it with me, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, let's do a simple, quick a scan of this. Christ has redeemed that. Is that past, present, or future? He has. That's past. That's something that occurred in the past. Look at this, Colossians 1.13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and hath, or Old King James, you know, says hath, but really has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, Colossians 1.13. All right, look at this with me. Who has or who hath delivered? Is that past, present, or future? Yeah. It's something that happened in the past. Hath. Has He has done this already. And we have a little bit of difficulty with this because we're humans and we live in this present time continuum. Ooh, it's starting in already. (laughs) Don't worry, we're going back to the future. (laughs) You know, Ephesians 2, uh, verse 5 through 7 talks about even... uh, Ephesians 2, 5 through 7 in the New King James, even when we were dead and trespasses... 
you know, and King James says, and sins, He made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that the ages to come, there's a little reference to time for you, future things, ages to come, that's the future, right? Um, that He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So when we were dead, what's that, past, present, or future? That's past. We were dead in trespasses. He made us alive. That's something that happened, you know, when Christ, He made us alive and raised us up. That's the something that happened in the past, right? So, you know, let, let me go do one more scripture. 1 Peter 2.24. Again, these are, not, these are not uncommon scriptures. But I believe that what we have to share tonight will help you to release your faith more effectively. It will help you to know that you're getting answers to your prayer. That when you pray over someone that's sick, you know they're going to be healed. Praise God. You know that, it's, that, that, that healing is right there for them. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself bore, is that past tense, past, present, or future? That's past. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having, having died, is that past, present, or future? Past. Having died to sins might, might live for righteousness. That's almost like that's future continue or present continuous. They're very close. Continuing. Believe me, the tenses are really confusing. And that's no wonder people get confused when they pray. They don't really understand. And we're going to show you just how confusing the English language and tenses can be. But God made it really, really simple. And it says here that we might live for righteousness for uh, and with his, uh, let me see, oh, I was reading the, the Amplified. It goes on to, by whose stripes, what? You were healed. You were, is that past, present, or future? All right, that is past. Now, let me, let's talk about tenses for just a few minutes. I, I started touching this you know, intellectually, and it was mind-boggling. Because where the present tenses are concerned, there's present continuous, present simple, present perfect, present perfect, perfect continuous. Then in the past tenses, there's past continuous, past perfect, past perfect continuous, and simple past, or past simple. Then in the future tenses, there's... I'm getting dizzy just saying this. In the future tenses, there's future simple, future continuous, and perf, future perfect. And I could read a few little sentences here, but this is not a grammatical lesson. This is instead, this is a session for a few minutes here. We're trying to touch a few things in your life so that when you pray, you understand that you are praying effectively because time matters to us. Time matters to us. I was, I was doing a little bit of research where uh, time is concerned. And where, where timelines are concerned, past, present, and future is not really something that God, uh, that, that really God looks that way. It, he looks at time in a different way. First of all, God created time and He lives outside of time. There are two dimensions going on. There's eternity and then there's time. We live in time, right? And right now, we're living, we live in the now time. In other words, we're right now. I'm, I'm over here standing in front of my wife right now. But the moment that now happened, it's done. It over, it, all of a sudden, it's the past. What, I, what just happened a few seconds ago is the past. Is that right? I can't see the future. You, we live, for all practical purposes, we live in the... Precisely the case. So when you are living, you know... 
when you're living as a spirit, as a spirit creation in God, born again, you're sure you are, you are, live eternally and we have eternity begins now. But in this particular dimension, we are living in the now. And it's important that when you pray, you understand that you're, that you're drawing faith is always in the dimension of now. When you step out, God is in eternity. Is that right? And then, but we live in a series of times. See, past, present, and future is entirely relative. That's what we use to identify what happened, what's happening right now, and what, what's, what's going to happen in, just ahead of us. I, I, I see the gears are turning. I feel, I feel, I have to, I have to read this because it, this is going to take our, how many people like science fiction? Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, look at this. This is an excerpt by a person that did a little thesis that, and, and, and I just want to read just a little bit. It's a little heady, but I think you'll have fun. Those, the geeks are going to have fun with this one. God created, listen, God created time when he created matter and space in the beginning. That would be Genesis 1. Is that right? We call it the time-space-matter continuum. Time, space, and matter are inseparably connected to one another. I might add in this dimension. Human existence cannot exist without all three elements. Motion is the interdependent... How many are having fun so far? <laughs> all right. Motion is the interdependent, is interdependent on time because actions, thoughts, and feelings cannot take place in this physical universe without it. To go from point A, for instance, to point B requires a duration of period of time. To think through a problem or about something, it also requires a duration period of time. Action is linear, not... Puncticular. Motion is progressive. It requires time for it to be performed. Now, let me read this other. How many of you bear with one more of these really heady, uh, one more of these really heady paragraphs? Oh, I'm losing ground. Okay, let me, let me really get, I'm going to start in Spanish in a minute if you don't watch it. <clears throat> okay. It is crucial to understand that past and future are not created entities. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to say this in quotation marks because when you, I saw so much about time and eternity and everything. There are like people do their doctorates on eternity and time and oh my goodness, this could get really crazy. But you know, give it a little grace. This is what somebody said, so it's in quotation marks. But it's interesting for, for our little discussion night. It's crucial to understand that past and future are not created entities. They are only human perspectives on time from the standpoint of the present. The only aspect of time that does exist in which we move and have our being, which is... Everybody say it. Okay, from the standpoint of the present, we can remember what has happened already, and from the present, we can imagine what will happen in the future, but we do not live in the future. And you don't live in the past, you live in the... Thank you. The nature of time is such that what we imagine to occur in the future will suddenly occur in the present once that point is reached. And it goes on to say, at which time the present instantaneously becomes the past. <laughs> this process is infinite and immeasurable. And that's about all I'm going to hit you with. How many scientists are having a little fun tonight? I tickled a little funny bone. Okay, good, good, good. Sci-fi channel here. So we, listen, we operate in times, this is going to help somebody tonight, I know it's going to help you. 
Because when you pray, you have to understand that you are praying from, you might be praying in a point in time, but really you have to pull out of time and become almost phase into eternity and see what happened out there and what's going on. And you have to touch eternity so that your now moment can happen for you. And that's why sometimes, I'm getting ahead of myself, sometimes you, you have to go back to the future, because your future is in the back when, when something happened back there at the cross of Jesus Christ. When God set something in motion back there, that's where your future was. When God said, I raised you up and seated you together in heavenly places, that's something that happened in the past, but it really represents your future. So you have to unplug from this time continuum, go to the back where the cross was, look at what's going on, receive it there, and then from that vantage point, you've got to operate in the spirit, hello, so that you can then live out your future with victory. Come on, somebody. Is that helping you a little bit? So look, we operate in time zones all the time. Let's, let's talk about time zones for a second. If we can understand, I hope this isn't confusing because I, I, I want the gears to turn, but I don't want to lose anyone in the room. We work with different time frames all the time. East Coast time, huh? Central time? What's the other one? Pacific Standard Time? Mountain Time? Now, how many of you have had the unfortunate uh, uh, situation of somebody on the East Coast called you at 9 o'clock their time? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, <laughs> you know, they were not aware. You know, we're all existing at the same time, at, at the same moment, but the way it's interpreted, hello, hello, the way that you interpret it is differently. Okay, so while you were sleeping, your relative called you at four in the morning or something. Thank you very much. Oh, I forgot, you're on Pacific Standard Time. So then we learn a certain protocols. Hello? We learn certain protocols. We learn if you're a business person that if you're going to place orders, you know that if you're on the West Coast, you have to close your orders. How about, you know, stock market or whatever, or if you're a buyer, you have to close your orders for the East Coast by what time? Two, thank you. See, somebody, somebody's giving me a little help. So you understand the principle of dealing with different time zones. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And, and that doesn't freak us out. So let's take it just a little step further. We exist in two dimensions. We exist in the spirit because eternity is now, knowing Christ Jesus. And we, we live in eternity. Our spirits are eternal. And yet here on the earth, we're at the space-time matter continuum thing that's going on. So I think, I think, is everybody with us so far on this thing? Here's what's really fun. Just a couple things about, a couple things about time. Ooh. A couple things about time. <laughs> yeah. So, so time as we know it, in this particular existence continuum, in Genesis 1.1, it says, in the beginning. Now, that wasn't the beginning of existence. That was the beginning of time and the beginning of the creation of, the, you know, of certain things. I know there were some people, scientists say that there's a difference between Genesis 1.1 and Genesis 2. But, you know, in the beginning, God created. That's when, when he set in motion this system of time. Okay, and, and of course, it, later on in Genesis, he created man and so forth and so on. But then you see in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, you could put that up there. Time as we know it, or this particular continuum is wrapping up, and this will be over. But that's not the end of life. That's the end of this dimension. Hello. Boy, somebody came in. Pastor Tom, what has he been reading? He's going off the deep end. No, I'm not. 
Don't worry, we're going to get there in a minute. We're getting there. It says, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. The end of what all things? Well, we already understand that heaven is eternal. That there are multiple, there's the third heaven and the second heaven, the first heaven. We know that we're going to forever be with Jesus. So what do you mean the end of all things? May I submit to you the end of all things as we know it in this particular continuum of time and the way things go here on the earth. It's, it's not always, like Pastor Mark said, we're not always going to be doing this. You're not always going to be coming out on a Wednesday night and hearing all these wonderful people singing and us singing together and praising the Lord. I mean, this is one day, this is going to change. As a matter of fact, we're all going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And this whole mess, we're going to be out of here, praise God, in a blaze of glory. But until then, we're still in this time-space continuum. So let's go back to how we're supposed to operate. <laughs> I mean, having fun so far, Wednesday nights in Hayward. Y'all put in a good word for me with Pastor Mark. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, Isaiah 46, 9 through 10. Notice this. God says this in Isaiah 46, verse 9 through 10. This is more de God dealing with time. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none else like me. This is what God's saying, declaring the end from the beginning. We just talked about Genesis and the end of the creation is all, of all things, you know, here and there. But see, God at the beginning... God was not in the time thing. He was outside of time thing. He was in eternity when he established some things and declared them. And he established them the end right from the beginning. It's amazing what God does and how he does it. If you understand that, it will help your prayer life. It'll give you lots of confidence. So there you have God who is outside of time and he's decreeing things that happen in our little life here, in our little time-space continuum when you really need a loaf of bread and you don't have a loaf of bread and you're believing God for a loaf of bread. For somebody it might be tires. For somebody else it might be rent money. For somebody else it might be that contract. You need that contract. Somebody else might be a job. Hello. Somebody else it would be that healing. If you don't get that healing, you've got to get that healing. You, you, the doctors say there's no hope. Hello. No matter where you come or where you're going in this particular existence, you're going to need something to come from heaven and penetrate your life and help you to make it. Amen. Amen. And give you some victory. So, we're, you know, we're all going to be talking about healing. In this case, I'm going to read, I'm going to read now from Christ, uh, Christ the Healer, F.F. Uh, F. Bosworth book, page 127. And I'm just going to read these two. Will you just listen to these, please? It is important for seekers after the mercies of God to see that appropriating faith is taking and using what God offers us. Hope is expecting a bless, blessing sometime in the future, but faith is taking now what God offers. Now, don't get religious. Keep listening. Christ the Healer, page 130. Promised and offered gifts. Now, were the gifts of God for soul and body merely promised gifts, we would have to wait for the promiser to fulfill his promises. And the responsibility would be on him. But all God's blessings are offered gifts. They're offered gifts as well as promised and therefore need to be accepted. And the responsibility for their transfer is ours. Way back there when he said, let's go to Isaiah 53. We're talking about healing tonight. On him were laid all the sins of people, all the transgression. He was beat for our iniquities. We, we tap into 1 Peter 3, 
2.24, and it talks about how by his stripes ye were healed. Stripes, literally, I mean, bang, bang, ow, 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 by his stripes you were healed. Now watch this, outside of our time continuum, in God's continuum, this happened. This, there was a life force that flowed, that overcame the law of sin and death, outside of our time zone, right? But a person of faith, a person that knows God and understands they're alive to God and tap into the spirit realm, they understand how to go into the spirit, go back to where what happened over there and bring it into the now. If you don't learn how to live right now, you are going to have a very difficult time living as a Christian. If you don't learn how to live, or let me put it this way, if you don't learn how to pray for now, you'll have a very difficult time getting healing or really anything from God. If you go to James chapter 1, it says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and abradeth not. Only let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for let not that man think that he will receive anything. From God, So I know that we're not talking about wisdom tonight, but you know, that clearly includes anything, clearly includes healing. So you have to have a real confident knowing in your heart that whatever you're asking for is something that has already been supplied. And like we were reading before in F.F. Bosler's book, it's not just a promise of, 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 of uh, it's not a gift of, of promise, it's also a gift of offering, which means, let me put it this way, UPS has your package at the station. I'm going to a little play on words here. Well, when's the manifestation going to happen? Little kid says, when's the man from the station going to come? Well, you know what? It's like all the healings, all the breakthroughs, all the money you need. We've been blessed in heavenly place. I mean, Ephesians 1 says we've been blessed with all blessings in every, every, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Everything you, and more that you can possibly need or imagine. Way above, beyond all you can possibly ask or think is waiting at the station. It's already provided. You know, I, sometimes it seems so trite when us preachers say, God's already done all He's going to do to heal you. God's done everything He's going to do. It seems like you're slapping us like, all right, already. Well, how can we connect with this? Please understand, in order for you to really see that, you've got to step out of this time frame and go into His time frame. Get into eternity and see what happened. And see that that is still alive. Now watch this. Oh, I can't hardly wait to share some of this. How many of you can hardly wait for me to get it out? Me too. Come on, Lord, help me. God set some things in motion by the spirit of faith. That's how we set them in motion. Jesus went to the cross in faith. He took the Father's promise that He would not allow His, his uh, Son to end up in eternally lost, that He would raise Him up. Right? So he, he said, into your hands, I release my spirit. He died in faith, believing Father would raise him up and that he would be able to come back and get us all saved. Hallelujah. Now, that's something that happened by faith. Now, the only way, this is fun, the only way to tap into that is by you also having a modem on this side. 
You need that, you need that modem on this side to tap into what happened in the spirit and so that it interprets and unencrypts. Hello, this isn't a man with a long robe here. This is a person with spiritual revelation. That when Jesus died on the cross, he was in his now moment. He said, into your hands, I surrender or give or entrust my spirit. And then he said the words, it is finished. He did that in faith, in a now moment, the same way that you do when you say, by Jesus stripes I'm healed. There was a, a now moment. And there's a connection that happens. Because what happened in the spirit of what Christ did, this is what's really interesting about past. I said back to the future. See, what happened in eternity, it didn't just happen like in a continuum where, where this happened. And then like, like there were singers up here a few minutes ago, right? Well, they're not up here anymore. And, you know, it will soon be forgotten that singers were up there, right? But when Christ went to the cross, something happened back there when he died by faith and was raised by faith. Hello, by the glory of the Father. That has a perpetual life force. The blood of Christ is still speaking the same way that the blood of Abel was speaking. Hello. And so there's this continuous sense that's going on outside of our time continuum. Hello. And the only way to tap into that is for you to be in a now moment of faith. The Bible talks about ministering to the sick. It doesn't say in the book of James, it says, and the prayer of hope shall save the sick. Friends, hope is something in the future and something that you're looking toward. The Bible says that the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Well, how do I know? How do I know if, if I'm in faith? Well, let me just read a few things by F.F. F. Bosworth to see if that makes things clear. And you see, the time that we operate in, if we, if we continually look at the time that we're in, and we, all we relate to is this time, you know, and we say like, I'm healed because of this time. No, that, that's not good enough because quite frankly, you understand and I understand just like Abraham had to understand that when God in his now moment spoke to Abraham and spoke him a promise and said, I'm calling you the father of many nations. I call you the father. I call you Abraham, the father of many nations. He didn't say, I'm going to call you the father of many nations. Catch this. He said, I call you that now. I establish that now. Something in the, in the spirit began to happen. <laughs> Things began to line up. And the moment that Abraham accepted that and wasn't frustrated with that, and he said, I'm going to receive that in my now moment, there was something he had to do to keep the big mo going. To keep the big moment going. How many of you are with me on that one? He says something he had to do to keep the big mo going. It says he'd, he'd, he staggered not at the promises of God and he didn't grow weak, but rather he grew, he, he grew strong in faith as he did what? He gave glory to God. What does that mean to me in context of tonight's message? In context of tonight's message, he held himself, instead of thinking of, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Looking at the date and the clock, he kept himself in the other continuum of the now moment when God spoke it and knew it was still alive and still happening. Hello? And, and he con- says he considered not his body, now dead. Neither the deadness of... These people are 100 years old. Come on, give me a break. But he didn't consider that. In other words, instead of stepping into the timeline and assessing, well, let's see how we're doing. Boy, I got a word for some of you that have lost a lot 
lost a lot of money or you've lost a lot of time, you may think like, okay, where are you in your timeline? Well, I'm 63 or I'm 75 or whatever it is. And, and, and I think God's done with me or it's too late for me. I lost everything I had or whatever happened. See, what, what we need to do is we need to understand you're operating on the timeline on this continuum. You got to get out of that, man. You got to get back into eternity. Go back to what happened at the cross. Go back to the eternal living word and keep your eye in that dimension. Hello. You can't afford to look at this timeline. A lot of people get discouraged like you pray and you know like anybody else we love we love it when things happen like instantly but you know the 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 word of God is like the seed many times the blade the ear and then the full corn in the ear well we love miracles we talk about miracles there are instant manifestations of miracles but you know a lot of what you're going to walk out and a lot of what Abraham walked out friends it was yes it was miraculous but he had to walk it out And so he had to go more than one day. Hello? He had to go day by day. So what did he do? He stayed in that place of the Spirit and he refused to consider the timeline of my clock's winding down. Hello? Sarah's clock's winding down. Hello? Instead, he kept praising God. Now, here's what's really awesome. If you stay in God's now moment and you make it your now moment, oh, the breakthroughs happen every time. Every time. Hallelujah. Praise God. God wants us to appropriate the past tenses of His Word regarding His redemption of our souls and bodies from sickness and disease and go forth in obedience, acting as if we believed Him. When God puts a promise in the past tense, He thus authorizes and expects us to do the same. Nothing short of this is appropriating faith. So the, the, the equipment tonight or the take home is this. We must walk in the same footsteps of Abraham in giving glory to God. When you give glory to God, you praise Him and you acknowledge the now moment that He established for you and spoke to your heart and you don't look at anything else, you don't acknowledge anything else. The Bible says that Abraham considered not his body. There will be plenty of things in this continuum, in this timeline that will tell you it's not happening. I mean, I could, I could tell you stories, but thanks be to God, I can tell you the real good news is that when I know people, including our own family, when we stay on what that now moment was and we ran around the house and praised God anyway. Hello. Y'all know my testimony. I, I, I'll tell it again. When uh, my boys were coming home and driving cross country, I, I realized they were going to come early and I heard the dogs barking. So I said, hey, the boys are home. They pulled into the driveway. You heard this story again, but it bears repetition. I immediately got up and said, honey, 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 the boys are here. They just finished driving cross country and they were going to pull in the driveway there. I said, let's go downstairs and say hi. Give them a hug around the neck. Hadn't seen my, my older son in a long time. John finally finished his military service. Well, as I got out of bed, I could hardly walk. I realized like, wow, I had this extraordinary pain, extraordinary pain. And I said like, whoa, and every step was getting worse. And I finally got to the place where I felt like I actually broke something in here. I felt like I had broken something just above the ankle. 
I could put no weight on it. I washed up, you know, brushed up and this and that. Went downstairs. I hobbled down the stairs. Hugged my sons. We prayed. I thank God that they arrived safely. And then I proceeded to crawl up the stairs. I couldn't walk anymore. Now, the next weekend, April 3rd, we're going into double services around here. I began to imagine what it would be like. What would it be like if I got myself a little stool? How could I do this? I think we have crutches in the... I think we have crutches and the whatever. And but see, immediately something happened. I, I realized, wait a minute, what am I thinking? I cannot afford. I cannot afford to not be able to walk. Are you kidding me? I have to go all over this complex. It ain't going to happen in a crutch. I can't do that. We're going to double, triple services on Sunday. So I said, well, what am I supposed to do? I, well, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm just saying, I just prayed and I said, God, help me in this. I'm going to do this. I woke up in the morning. He says, it'll be better. It wasn't. It was worse. I couldn't even stand on it. So I finally, I said, something came over me and I said, I'm going to have me a now moment. Everybody say, have a now moment. Now. I had to go back to the future on that one. <laughs> I had to go back in time. I had to go back to that redemptive reality where Jesus died on that cross for me and where his back was beaten for me and by whose stripes we were healed where it happened, right there. I'm standing there looking at that. And with that, from that vantage point, something came over me. Faith rose up because when faith is, when faith is, talked or heard or spoken uh, excuse me when the word is spoken faith comes how does faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God well that rose up in my heart and it's not the prayer of hope that will save the sick it's the prayer of thank you so I'm over there and I said you know what here I am I stepped out of that container I said you know what I'm not going to worry I'm not I said they say you're supposed to put ice I don't know what to do I called Joe up I said and Joe the phone wouldn't answer he's with the Atlanta Braves I said Joe I hurt myself man I need your help to get my foot back I got to be able to walk here but he of course left a message and this was really bad so he didn't get, have a chance to get back to me yet. He's busy on the field or something. So I went into the shower and turned the water real hot. What are you supposed to do? Put cold, you know, cold comedy? I said, forget that. I'm getting in the shower right now. <laughs> and I got in the shower right now. This was my, everybody say my now moment. My now moment. Because believe me, I don't care who you are. You're going to need you some now moments. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're going to have to have a now moment with your knee. A now moment with your heart, with your blood pressure. Hello, somebody. A now moment with your pancreas. A now moment with your eyes. Hello, somebody. You're gonna that that migraine headache. That's a now moment with your lungs. But see, something happened on the inside of me. It, it just like jerked the slack out of me. The Bible talks about examine yourself to see whether you're even in the faith. And I realized when I got in that shower, it says I'm turning the water as hot as possible. You're not supposed to do that. Shut up. Got in the shower on one foot. Like this, turn it on real hot, and I says, and now I'm going to start exercising and moving this thing. And just even the water going out was painful, but I answered to it. Faith answered. I said, no, you don't. Says you're healed in Jesus' name. I declare healing on you in the name of Jesus. And so you all, I don't want to bore you with the story, but I'll just just a little more detail. I I just gradually try to do more. I try to raise my foot a little bit, and ooh, the pain. But every time that I felt pain or I felt that shooting thing, I answered it just like Jesus answered the tree. And what did I say? I don't. What did I say? I don't receive this. I said no. I don't receive that pain. I don't receive this in the name of Jesus. 
says, I declare that you are healed right now in Jesus' name. And so I just kept, you know, it's really interesting. The more I kept doing that, the better my foot felt, the more I could get more range of motion. I finally was able to put it down without hurting too much. And then, you know, the water's still hitting hard. And then I started moving the ankle like that. And every time I felt pain, I says, I don't receive it. And then finally I got really bold because I was in my now moment. Everybody say now moment. I wasn't, I wasn't walking according to the timeline of what just happened at 4.30 that morning. I was walking according to eternity's timeline. And what happened when Jesus died for me? And you've got to have the same attitude. And so I finally said, I finally said, uh, you're walking today. I spoke to the mountain. It says, I don't care what you say. You're walking today. Today, I was in that shower for about 30 minutes. I want you to know, by the time 30 minutes was over, I was going like this, and I finally did everything. You know what? It got so good, I went, I said, I'm going to work today. I had a rehearsal that night. We were short on a thing, and I think Barry was here, and his brother was sitting in on drugs, and I says, oh, we need a certain charge. No problem, I'll get it. I ran up the stairs. Did I say run? You know I did. In this time continuum, I ran up the stairs, got the charts, ran down downstairs, and then it just dawned on me. I had a now moment. I says, and then Joe called me, you know, too much, too little, too late. Sorry, Joe. Love you, man, but you were late. He called me up, hey, what's going on? I got your call. I says, well, Joe, I couldn't walk. It was really painful and such. And, I, and he said, well, let's examine it, you know, over the phone. He says, touch here, touch there. He says, I don't even remember which foot it was. I couldn't even, literally, within, within same day, I couldn't remember which foot it was. And it was by stepping into... A real posture of faith. Yes. But you see, if you consider, if you're considering what all the little pains and aches and things are, that's really hard for you. I mean, it's, I have to say it's impossible for you to get in faith about something. But see, drawing people, when you're ministering healing to people, you need to also discern, are, can you draw them into a now moment? Yes. Because faith is now. And you know, there's some friends of mine, like I'm thinking about Brother Luat over here. Brother James tells me about it all the time. He ministers to his co-workers and, and, and various people and friends. And they have some serious health issues. So he'll work with them to see if he could locate where they are and see, are you ready for a now moment with Jesus right now? Jesus ain't some plastic Jesus up on some cross somewhere on your dashboard. He's alive and he paid a price and there's power in the blood of Jesus. And when you call on him and you're going to have you a now moment, something's got to happen. Because you're going back to the future. Hallelujah. You're going to go back to what he did. You're going to pull that into this dimension. Hallelujah. By faith. And you know, James, I love the way you tell your stories, brother James. Maybe you'll tell a testimony during the offering or something. How he, he works with people. And he says, and he, and he locates where they are. And he says, you know that Jesus loves you. And do you know that if we pray right now in the name of Jesus, G, he could help you. Amazing, incredible things. And I'll let him maybe share one. Will you share one for the offering in, in a few minutes? All right, he'll just share it. Take three, four minutes. That's, you know, really, this guy lives an exciting life. Duh, all of us should be living an exciting life. All right. Those that believe in my name, these signs shall follow those that believe in my name among other things they're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover hello we're extraordinary beings in an extraordinary time hallelujah so I, I told you about my foot moment praise the lord yeah i n- not a problem not a not a problem with that like god really helped so friends i'm trying to i'm skipping all over the place <laughs> i'm having fun tonight what about you let me read this little paragraph that I prepared. I felt that this tried to encapsulate, because back to the future could seem a little funny, but if you go back 
to where by faith God declared it, established it, and paid for it or did it. It will help you to accept it as done and pray from that place and that vantage point. It'll help you to release your faith effectively in the time zone that you call now. Thus altering your future forever. I'm still walking. I haven't stopped. I've been ever since April 3rd was our first triple service. I've been running ever since. And God is good. I mean, I never, I never went back. Do you, think, do you think that me doing what I did in the shower that day made a difference? Yes. Absolutely. Do you think by any chance that would work for you? If he says, whatsoever things, catch this, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That seems a little blind to us because it's so like King Jamesy. But basically my interpretation at this point, because you can hear some excellent teaching on this subject, I'm sure. And I, I'm just going to give you my little cheese and crackers. Hopefully some of you will get happy in the house and have their now moment. Hallelujah. When you go and you're praying, he says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, and the assumption is you step out of, you step away from what's going on there. And you pray from the vantage point of what heaven has done for you and what heaven has waiting for you at the station. The man from the station is waiting with your packet. It's not that God, oh yeah, I forgot, let me deliver it on next Tuesday. No, it's there, it's right now. All the God's promises are yes and amen. They're all there. It's all there. And by the way, the, the presence of the Lord was present to heal. I, I wanted you to catch this. You know the story of the, of the paralytic man that was let down the roof? Yeah. Yeah. It says that while they were teaching, the presence of the Lord was present to heal. Now, you've got to think about this for a moment. There was only one. The house was so full to capacity, nobody else could fit, right? right. Now, watch this. Of all the people that were filling up that house, who was it that got the now moment? The one dude that was let down the roof, Jesus seeing their faith, hello. Their actions spoke very loudly of what they, and I don't know about everybody else, but that day he walked home. He had his now moment, cha-ching, he got it, praise God. I don't know how to, how to get all this, but... How to, how to stop all this, but if you go back to where by faith God declared it, established it, paid for it, or did it, it'll help you to accept it as done. And when you pray from that place, it'll help you release your faith effectively in the time zone we now, that we call now. And it'll, it will alter your future, but it will also help you to stand, to hold it when you're praising God. And that's a, a real critical part for, for us, not only when you're getting your now moment, not only is it important for you to get there when you ask with knowledge, understanding, believing you receive, but also what do you do in the meantime? You want to make sure that you're giving glory to God. So in closing, this is so critical. I hope this has been a blessing to you. If we are to enjoy victories like Abraham, we too must step into the past tense of God's promises and Christ's victories. Pray in faith from that vantage point. Glorify Him no matter what. There's no turning back. I hurt my hand years ago. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't comb my hair. I couldn't blow dry. I couldn't do nothing with that. I'm left-handed. I couldn't do anything. And I would. I, I, it was really a freak accident in, in 1992. 
Costco. <laughs> I tripped on something stupid. Everybody say stupid. I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, I found out later by Danny Calcagno that thumb injuries are the worst kind. Like a catcher, a baseball catcher, you know, if his thumb gets messed up, that's a bad injury. I had no idea. So I just went to the office, got some ice, put on there. I'm young, you know, I'm like, hey, no problem, you know. You're like when you trip going up the stairs, you, you're such a fool, you go like this and you go like this. Oh, and then you kind of go, like, get up like nobody noticed, kind of be cool, you know. That's what I was doing in Costco, you know. <laughs> kind of tripped on a stupid pallet thing. And then I finally said, I better get ice. And this thing's throbbing. Two years I fought the fight of faith for that. Two years. I'd try to play. I would, I, would, I would ice it. I would play, and it would be throbbing. It woke me up at night several times. But I'm only telling you this because I got, an, I got my now moment. I had to praise God. I had to praise Him, giving glory to God. One morning, it was, it was early in the morning. It was horrible pain. I couldn't sleep. It was throbbing so bad. I went down to the kitchen with socks so I wouldn't wake anybody up. And I just began to rejoice in God and say, God, I'm going to rejoice in you that you're Jehovah Rapha no matter what. That's called Tawda praise. That praise. That's when you're worshiping God just because, not for any... It's, it's something that, that in this timeline and, and continuum it hasn't happened, but you know it happened and it's just on the other side of that veil. There it is. But, you know, you're waiting for the man from the station to happen. Hello. I began to worship him and I began to weep. I began to say, God, you know what? I just receive, I just confess you as my healer. You are my healer. I confess you. I exalt you. I put you in that place. I don't care if I never write my name. I can't ever write my name again. If I can never play guitar, play piano, play bass, whatever. If I can never comb my hair with this hand again, I'm left-handed. I don't care if it ruins my musical career. I don't care. All I want to know, all I want you to know is that I declare that you are Jehovah Rapha. And I'm dancing and, and, this is, and I'm not looking to the pain in my hand. Considered not his own body. I'm just praising him. And you know what? You hear testimonies like this all the time. I never got these before. But there I was, all of a sudden, this real warm thing came all over me like, whoa. 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 I've been praising, you know, crying and dancing before. I, got, I really got after it. Thank you, Lord. You're the healer. You're my... Oh, I could tell you stories. But this is the kind of stuff. This is walking in faith, giving glory to God. Growing strong in faith. Staying in your now moment. Because you've gone back to the future. You went back, got yourself something out of eternity and dragged it on in and held it, praise God. And don't you let go. That's right. Oh, I could tell you stories, but I think that's good for now. Friends, huh? I'm sorry. Oh, my hand was healed. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, that little, that feeling, I, yeah, sorry. That little feeling came all over me like, whoa, this is really different. And then from that day forth, never, that's amazing. It's like my hand just got like instantly healed. Like, whoa, that was a two-year battle. But I had to get to my now moment. And it came while I was praising God and glorifying Him. Isn't God awesome? Aren't you glad you don't have to do it alone? Aren't you glad that you have friends in high places? Hallelujah. Mm, I could feel something on that. Friends in high places. God, we give you praise. We give you thanks.